Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Just Sports Podcast, where we only talk sports. I'm your host, Will Gardner. I'm excited I went to rehab, and now I'm fired up again. And I'm ready to bring the smoke and heat. That, that old smoke, he needs to retire, dude. Just get the f- out of the league. Thank you. I am blessed to be on this podcast. Welcome to the Just Sports Podcast. Hello, everybody. We are back. It is the Just Sports Podcast back for another week of epic podcasting coming at you, ringing in your ears. It is a great, a great week to be a sports fan but we'll get to that in a second i'm your host as always the great that's to my own horn but the great will gardner it is a beautiful tuesday you may be asking yourself just sports podcast doesn't post on tuesday well yes we do our plan going forward for all of you wondering one post on tuesday One episode on Thursday or Friday as well. So we're going to have two episodes coming at you. They're going to be shorter, more engaging. So, you know, not not every – I'm going to be honest. It's Not everybody likes to sit down and watch or listen to, you know, an hour and a half episode. And I don't blame you. Personally, I do because I I think we're amazing. But I think a shorter episode would be more beneficial for our podcast. But this is going to be a shorter episode, and we're going to do two each week. So I'm super excited. With me today, standing five foot ten, out of the out of the green 11, corner, 11. five foot eleven, the man they call Big Country, the man they call you, Big Sexy on occasion as well. Whoa, whoa! Don't pull out Miss, that word, Mr. Smooth, Mr. Ice in his veins, Big Country, aka Charlie Grace, is in. The house today, Charlie. How we feeling today, Charlie? Oh, feeling great. You know, um, nothing to complain about. Everything's going well in life. Basketball's back. Football's in full swing. I mean, everything's going great. I've got all A's. Nothing to complain about. <laughs> Absolutely nothing to complain about. Charlie put in that work at school. Charlie, what's the be- What's the best class at school? What's the worst class at school? Dude, the best class currently I'm in, that's tough. I mean, geometry, I, I know this. Geometry is the easiest class, right? Usually math mm-hmm. is hard. Right now I'm taking geometry. That class is basic. If you fail geometry, you are dumb. Whoa. Second, um, you know, so I would probably Geometry is my, easy. Geometry is easy. I agree. My favorite class currently is probably, this, this is a hard class. I, li- I like uh, chemistry. I mean, it's just doing all those mm. experiments. It's really fun. Shout out to Mrs. Clavender, the GOAT. But, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely my favorite heart. <sighs> Least favorite? I don't know, English. It's just English sucks yeah, overall. No, I agree. My favorite has got to be radio staff. I'm on the radio staff at school. It's very enjoyable That's class. not a class. Dude. That it is, is a class. It is a class. That's a club. Okay, okay. My favorite, if you were, if we're going to like core class, then 
I'd have to say physics. I do enjoy physics. Shout out to Mr. MJ, Mr. Michael Ajak, the GOAT. Physics is fun, Charlie, because you get to do these cool experiments. Like, we launched rockets. That's pretty cool. My least favorite class, though, I have to agree, is definitely language and uh, English. It's just not, not enjoyable. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. We have more, more important and pressing things to get to, Charlie. We'll get to our new segment right here. This week, a little controversy out of the dog pound, out of Cleveland. OBJ has been released from the Cleveland Browns. And he's now on the waivers, I believe, Charlie? Might be right. No, think, he I just got released a free agency. He, he's just today. a free agent now. Okay. So the race to get OBJ on your squad is live and going going nuts, going crazy. We'll see who gets him. Where, where, do, you, where do you think he's going? I think... I don't know, Charlie. I think he like he seems to like Seattle. Seems like a popular. Yeah. I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna go to Seattle. I think. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. I think he's gonna go to. Honestly, I think he's gonna go up to the frozen tundra. I think he's gonna go to Green Bay and play with State Farm. A. A. Ron Rogers. I think him and Devontae Adams. I think that's a very interesting and exciting new chapter for OBJ. Charlie, where do you think he's gonna go? I don't know. I feel like the t- I I I like this. I like him on the Raiders because mm-hmm. I feel like I mean I mean you I feel like if he's on the Raiders though he might commit a crime because that just seems like that is true. There's do. a chance something bad happens to him in Las Vegas. That's not good. But I feel I feel like that team. I mean they're five and three. They they can make a playoff push. They have the I mean Derek Carr is playing great. They have some wide. I mean Darren Waller, and if they can get somebody like OBJ, I think that would. Be good, but yeah, I, I like Green Bay too because I feel like just they, I, I'm, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a weird dude, but somehow there always seems to be like good chemistry in Green Bay. At least like there's not a ton of drama besides you know besides like contracts, but there doesn't seem to be a ton of like locker room stuff drama. So for sure. Speaking of crimes from Las Vegas, the Raiders released their other first round pick, Damon Arnett, the former. Ohio State cornerback, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I'm not sure. He was one of the first-round picks back in 2020. And he has been released. He was seen making a threat. I think it was a video of him with a gun. Yeah, it was. Threatening he like a, somebody. He had a gun, and he was like, someone pull up on me. I'll... I mean, this is like this is like the trend. This is like a bad trend for Las Vegas. This is like, it's like one of those TikTok trends, but... Gone. Ne- next thing you know, next thing you know, they're gonna. I don't, I don't even want to say it, but what? <laughs> let's just let's just say, hopefully, nothing worse happens. Absolutely. Hopefully, but honestly, I don't know what to expect out of out of Las Vegas. The oh, more Raiders news. Wow, they're signing Deshaun Jackson, former. Mm-hmm. Amazing wide receiver. Not so great anymore, but still definitely a big play threat, no doubt. And last on the docket for news, Scott Frost is returning to Nebraska in 2022. Scott Frost not having as much success with the Cornhuskers as he did in the national champion Central Florida. National champion. Ah. National champion, Charlie, yes. All right. I, I don't think this is a bad move. I think he's a decent coach, but... I, I don't necessarily agree totally. I don't know who they would have gotten in place of him. 
So, uh, yeah, that's just one. We, we got to see, you know, how it pans out, Charlie. What do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I Nebraska's had a ton of close games. I mean, they brought Ohio State down to the wire. They brought Michigan down to the wire. They brought Michigan State down to the wire. And that's just that's just three top, you know, seven, eight teams in the country. So I think this team he has a ton of potential. It's just, you know, you get more leadership. You get some more talent. I mean, that could come from coaching. And I think this team could close out those games. And I, I don't know if he's done anything too exceptional, but it's not like Nebraska has been exceptional in the past couple decades. But I don't know if he's that guy to turn things around, but I think there's potential there. All right, all right. We're going to move on, Charlie, because... Oh, Charlie, why don't you announce this next... Not, not the college game day. Why don't you announce the other segments that we have, Charlie? <laughs> The other segment, not Put college some game day. Passion into this one, Charlie. You know what the, I'm talking um, about. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know if I know what you're talking about, Charlie. How do you? Okay, okay, I'll do it. Wait, 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 wait. I think I know. I think I know. I think I know. I think I know. He thinks he knows. Let's go. Let's go then. All right. Welcome to the new segment, college hoops, baby. Yes, sir. Tell him, you know, it's college season now, both sports in full swing. Two of the most entertaining sports, in my opinion, college basketball and college football. So it's, you know, going to be great. I mean, I think college basketball is more just about betting, you know, hanging back with the homies and screaming at your favorite team. I mean, college football, it's more about just screaming at your team, but there's a lot more just looseness Mm. and having fun in college basketball, in my opinion. I agree. College basketball is arguably the best sport in the entire nation, and it's back. I'm sitting here right now watching the Michigan State Spartans take on Kansas. And one. And one. A.J. Hoggard? Okay. I see you. It's a great time. It's a great time to be a Spartan, I should say, but it's also a great time to be a sports fan in general. So we're going to get into a little college basketball preview for you guys here. Real quick, Charlie. Here we go. Charlie, this is... I want to hear your top five college basketball teams for this season. Starting at number five, go. Number five, I got Kansas. Oh. I I know Will does not like this team, but I feel like each year, each year, whatever, year in and year out, Bill South is able to produce a team that is able to make at least a deep run and be top 10. They've had a few um, inconsistent years in the past, you know, few seasons, but I feel like this team has a ton of potential. I see them as number five. Number four. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go number five. We'll go about, we'll, we'll bounce off each other here. All right, bounce off. All right. Coming in at number five from arguably one of the most boring states in the entire nation. However, they do have some good sports teams. They have Chicago, though. The Fighting Illini from Illinois. They're ranked number 11 right now, I believe. So they're outside the top 10. But listen here. This is a good Illinois team. They did lose Ayo, Ayo Dusumnu, but they have that beast. He reminds me of Shaquille O'Neal, but, you know, younger, obviously. They have Kofi Coburn. Is Back, he's a dog. 
He is an absolute beast. You can't stop him. You know, he, str- he, sh- he did struggle last year against some more dominant bigs, but he's going to learn. He's going to get better. And personally, I think he's player of the year. I think he is the player of the year. He averaged 17 last year along with nine boards and one and a half blocks. He is absolutely dominant. They also have Andre Curbelo and some other really nice guards who, in the wake of A.O. Desunu, still played really well last season. And coming off a disappointing March Madness end to their season last year, this is a, this is a team on a mission, Charlie, on a mission. It's going to be tough in the Big Ten. I think I think the Big Ten is going to beat up on each other like a lot, Yeah, similar to what we've seen in the recent years. Too. They're so good. This is going to be absolutely crazy season. Numero quattro, Charlie. Four, I got Villanova. Um, another, you know, very high program that I think is able to have very good years. And they have another one of their stars who's coming back, Colin Gillespie. Or, I don't even know how to say it. That's, I don't know. That, sound, that, sound, that sounded right. That sounded right. Well, okay. Um, I feel like this team could potentially also make a run. I mean, we don't really know much yet because a lot of these teams are pretty new, including this team because Gillespie is also pretty young. However, I see uh, this team being number four with a more normal year. And number four, I have the Villanova Wildcats as well. And Jay Wright, we know he's, he's always going to have a good team out there in Villanova. But the man to watch, arguably one of the best players in the entire nation, is, like Charlie said, Colin Gillespie. He is now a senior. He, he tore his ACL last year, so only played a little bit. 14 points per game in 2020. In 2019, 15 points per game. So he is one of the best. If he has a big year, Villanova could be cutting down the nets at the end of the season. Number three, Charlie. Um, you know, you do number three. You know, I'm going first all the time. Okay, okay, Charlie. Number three. From the state where everything is bigger, Matthew McConaughey's favorite squad. Horn, horns up for this squad. All right, all right. This is the Texas Longhorns coming in at number three. You're booing me, Charlie. Stop it. It's kind of some BS because this is a fantastic Texas team. I'm raving about this Texas team. I think this could arguably be the best team in the entire country, Charlie. Country? Entire country. And the big thing for this team is that big name transfer. They got Marcus Carr from Minnesota. In his time at Minnesota, Marcus Carr was an absolute superstar for the Golden Gophers. Now he's stepping into Texas. He has some nice pieces around him, which I think could make him even better because some of the pressure will be taken off him. Last year in Minnesota, he averaged 19 a game. He's a certified bucket, Charlie. He's a certified bucket. You match him with Andrew Jones, the guard. Yeah, this is a very good Texas team. Although the Big 12 is really good with the likes of Baylor and Kansas as well. I really, really like this Texas team, Charlie. All right, all right, that's fair. And, uh, so at number three, I'm actually going to go with UCLA. Hmm. I really, really like this team as well. I mean, I, I kind of like the team out you. I mean, this is a team that last year was the 11th seed and went all the way to the Final Four 
and shocked a ton of people. And they bring back most most of their best players. I mean, they bring back Johnny Juzang, who is arguably one of the best players in the country, and J uh, or Hame J. I don't know, Hame Jacquees. Yeah, Hame Jacquees. That guy is a bucket. I mean, he he. There's some t- oh, but going against Michigan State last year. Down the stretch, he just did not miss. Every time I was like, okay, stay, here we go. Make a stop. We got a shot. He just did not miss. Certified bucket. That duo is going to be pretty lethal. And with Tyre Campbell running the point, I mean, that team mm. is pretty te- deep in my opinion. Absolutely. They are my number two team, UCLA, right behind my number one. I think this is a very good team, and I don't have much to say, Charlie. I think you hit the nail Right on the head, so kudos to you, Charlie. But I'm, I'm kind of interested to see who you have at number two. It's not, hmm. it's not UCLA. Hmm. It's not UCLA. Well, you might not like this. Okay. You probably won't. You'll probably hate this, in fact, especially coming from a Michigan State fan. So no. Number two. Yes, yes, I know. I know. It, it really hurts. But sadly, Michigan, in my opinion, has one of the most top talented all around rosters in the country this year. I mean, the, that guard play this year is just going to be insane. And then you have Dickinson running the post. I extremely like this team. I love what Jawan Howard is doing there. I think this is a top three team in the country. I think they even get, I mean, they lose, you know, a couple like Isaiah Levers from last year, but I think this team just gets better bringing Kobe Bufkin and some other Super top player, so I like this team number two in the country. Yeah, no doubt. Michigan is really good. Eli Brooks is going to play a really big role on this team as well. I don't think they're as I, I don't think they're top five, but I think they're right up there, six, seven for me at least. Mm-hmm. And I really hope we have the same number one, I numero uno, the top dog. Get it, dog, in the entire nation. For the second year in a row, the favorite to win the Natty, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Woo! I don't even know where they're from. Are they from Oregon? It's like Washington. Washington? No, it's it's either Washington or Oregon. Oh, I think it's like Portland, isn't it? Uh, Maybe. I don't even know. But they have a very good basketball team. Drew Timmy, the stash, is back. Arguably one of the best players. Arguably, no, no, no. The second best big man in all of college basketball, only behind Kobe Coburn. And they bring in, they bring in Chet Holmgren, who's the number, yeah, this team is number great. one recruit. But I'm going to be completely honest with you. I, I don't think Chet is that great. I don't think he's as great as people are giving him credit for. Now, I think he could be really good in college, but once he gets to the NBA, if he doesn't put on some weight, he's going to get absolutely bodied. I'm sorry. He's seven foot 170. I think he can dominate college, but I don't think he's an NBA superstar prospect, honestly. But he, he could be very good in college. And Gonzaga, they're, they're always great, this Gonzaga Bulldogs team, but they can never get over the hump, Charlie. Will this be the year that the Bulldogs get over the hump? It's like the Green Bay Packers, year in and year out. Yes, like the Green Bay Packers, exactly. I love that analogy, Charlie. Charlie, I'm assuming you have Gonzaga as well. 
Uh, I actually have Michigan State as number one. Yes, yes. yes. I, I'm, I'm just playing. I got Gonzaga, number one. This team is very stacked. And I actually disagree. I think Chad Holmgren will be able to expand his game to be more, you know, perimeter-like player. I don't think he'll even need the post if he gets to the NBA. I mean, he'll use it, but he's not going to be like – he obviously can't be like a post-up player. But I, I think he can definitely expand his game to be like – an outside perimeter player for sure. I think he'll still be uh, successful in the NBA. Hmm. Interesting. Let's move on, Charlie. Give me a sleeper team or maybe even two sleeper teams for you, Ooh. Charlie Grace. Yeah, maybe. Well, how many How many do you have? I got three, but I think we're sharing one of them. Okay, okay. Is the shared one the green and white team that's playing yeah, right now? Yeah, should we start okay. off with okay, We'll talk about them last. We'll talk about them last. All right, we'll talk about them last. Give me, give me your other two, Charlie. Sleeper two. Teams. All right, my first one is one that is also a state team. It's but way down south, Mississippi State. Mm. I think this team just got a ton, uh, like a whole lot better. They got four transfers, including Rocket Watts, who looked like potentially could be a superstar at Michigan State. Put him at point guard, didn't really have one. Battled through injuries. Wasn't really fit at Michigan State. Love the dude. Love his play style. But he's more of a, you know, a wing two-guy player. He's not a point guard. So I can totally understand why he transferred. So I think not only adding him, but then you bring back, they have this big Tolu Smith, double-double machine, post-presence. They bring back him and Iverson Molina, who's their actually top scorer last year. And then you add not only Rocket Watts, but you add transfer DJ Jeffrey, Shaquille Moore, and Garrison Brooks in the transfer portal. Garrison Brooks was ACC preseason player of the year. So the reason he transferred, you know, it was a very letdown season for him last year. Had a ton of hype. But I still think he could produce a lot Mississippi State. This team has a, you know, very high, you know, you know I would actually compare him to, like, Michigan State in football but even better because they bring in you know a little more top talent than even michigan state in football did hmm, interesting my sleeper team well one of them is another state team charlie another state team however they are from arguably the worst state in the entire nation arguably you illinois. no way illinois state is no i would say the state is worse than illinois Listen. Oh, Ohio? It is Ohio State, Charlie. Oh. It is Ohio State. But this team, you know, they're ranked in the top 25. They're actually 17th. But I think this is a top eight, potentially top five team in all of college basketball. It comes down to EJ Liddell, who could very easily win player of the year this year. Averaged 16 points, six rebounds last year. He's absolutely dominant. He's going to be able to battle with some of the other great bigs. The Big Ten, such as Coburn and Dickinson, it's going to be extremely entertaining to watch this Ohio State team. Yeah, they are to going me, to be scary good. To me, if there's someone you want to put your money on for like an underrated, you know, big payoff uh, player of the year, I don't want to say huge, but decently big, EJ, EJ Liddell. Absolutely. That guy's an absolute stud. He's a definition of a college player. Probably won't do much in the NBA because he's a bit undersized. But I think he'll be great this year. Definitely a candidate for a Big Ten Player of the Year. Absolutely. Charlie, what's your other 
Sleeper team. Sleeper team? This one's actually sleeper sleeper, right? This one, mm. no one's really looking at. I got Richmond. Richmond? Yes. From See, Virginia. Richmond, if you didn't know, last year, they started off 6-1 and one with wins against Kentucky and Loyola Chicago. And you might mm. be like, okay, well, then what happened to the team? Because obviously they didn't finish off well. Well, last year was COVID. And almost every team, not almost, not every, but a very most, good amount of teams most, got yeah. hit by COVID. That happened to Michigan State. That happened to, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I think a Michigan even got hit. Yeah, all I know. Yeah, Michigan, like majority did, Michigan of teams, did, yes. Majority of teams did get hit by some sort of COVID, not only on their team or restriction. And Richmond got hit heavy. But Richmond brings back their whole squad besides one player. Besides one player. And this team was also, a couple of years ago, was 300th in defense, or like 250th in the country for defense. They, they, bring, they brought in a new style, zone defense 2019, moved them all the way up to 50. And that squad is also very similar from 2019. So this squad, I'm looking to be a very underrated sleeper team. Definitely make a March Madness run for sure. Wow! Look at Charlie going down into you know what what division? They're in the Atlantic Ten, I believe. Correct. Yeah, A ten. A ten. That, that team's pretty sad. He got Dayton in there. He yeah. Got, um, what's to Davidson? Yeah, I respect the hustle, Charlie. Going all the way down to the A ten to find the sleeper team. I like it. But now the sleeper team we both have the team we're watching right now. The Michigan State Spartans, baby. We know the football team has Kenneth Walker, Heisman favorites. But this basketball team has a different Walker at point guard. This Whoa. is Tyson Walker? He transfer from Northeastern. 18 points per game last year. He's going to be the leader. Last year, the Spartans did not have a clear point guard, and that hurt them. Tyson Walker is that dude. He's a pure point guard. He's going to be insane. We got a very good recruit, Charlie, that I am absolutely Ooh. raving about. So excited to watch him. He's playing well right now in the game. That's Max Christie, the 18th ranked player out of this recruiting class. He's so oh. versatile. He McDonald's All-American, too. McDonald's All-American. He can slash a little bit, too. He is... So, so good. So, so good. Also, yeah, I re- sorry, you go on. Well, Charlie, Charlie, why don't you introduce some of the, the two other dogs on this team? Like new or all of them? These two are older. The two I'm thinking of are older. So, I'm, I'm obviously, you're obviously thinking of Gabe Brown. Yes, yes. Gabe Brown is just an absolute athletic piece of meat, an absolute dog. <laughs> That guy will literally be on the three-point, you know, perimeter, and then there's a shot goes off, and he's on the glass, blocking that, swatting it, getting it out of there. That guy is probably one of the most athletic players in Michigan State basketball history. Love his play style. And the second player, um, I mean, may- maybe you're thinking Bigum. I am. People have been raving Bigum. about how he's gotten so much better, so I'm very interested to see. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I I think he's. A, uh, besides Coburn, I think he's up there for being a top shot blocker, especially in the Big Ten. Absolutely. And I, I, I really like his post presence. I mean, he's just one of those guys. I mean, he's added weight, 
for sure. He's had a ton of weight, so that's big props to him. But he's still definitely undersized for sure. Well, I mean, his arms are so long. It's it's crazy. I mean, like, wow, so incredibly long arms, Charlie. It's insane. But yeah, Marcus Bingham. People have been raving about, you know, he's gotten so much better this offseason. I guess we'll just have to find out. That's also some nice pieces. Joey Hauser. I mean, I don't think he's that good. Yeah. Yeah, he's just he's that rotational guy. They also have another good freshman, Pierre Brooks, who could be good. Pierre, they have a couple, yeah. Pierre Brooks and Atkins we might have to give a couple years to. Yeah. And then they have some nice rotation, like Julius Marble, Hoggard. I, I really want to see uh, Sissoko. Sissoko, yeah. yeah. So Sissoko is like raw talent. I feel like the using him earlier than later definitely help him, but I don't know how to use him. And with Tom Izzo, you're you're never out of the you know the conversation. So this Michigan State team. Oh, and Malik Hall. I didn't even mention Malik Hall. I love Malik Hall. I think he's a f- fantastic player. I think he should be a starter this year for sure. Oh, Gabe Brown with the block. Just a little. Just gonna jut in there. A little bit. Talking about Gabe Brown. What a block there. Did you see A.J. Hogard's uh, body transformation? I think that that's one of yeah. the impressive things. I mean, that was a problem last year. He wasn't very quick. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just saw that block. You saw that? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I called but that yeah, super call. excited about this Michigan State team. Charlie, mm-hmm. best player in college basketball this season? I got Monty Bates. Monty Bates. Mm, the freshman, really? Mm-hmm. The guy who I mean, we, we saw State. Zion do it. We saw some other freaks. I mean, if this guy's really what he is, which I think he is, then there's there's no way he doesn't win player of the year. Do you think he made the right choice going to Memphis instead of Michigan State? Uh, personally, I do because I think Memphis is actually building up a really good program down there. I think some of they're, they're bringing in a ton of talent. I forgot... They got another big coaches. name recruit. Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway. Penny Hard- yeah, Penny Hardaway. That's right. That's I was one of the main was, attractions. Yeah, he's he's been able to really bring back that program. I think that program is looking really good for the future. And yeah, I could definitely see Imani winning Player of the Year. I I like your pick, which I'm not gonna reveal, but I I like your pick. But to me, Imani's the best player in the country. When I watch college basketball. I feel like it's really dominated by big men. Big men can make or break a game in college basketball, more so than in the NBA, I feel like. In my opinion, Kofi Coburn is the best big man in college basketball and in turn, the best player in college basketball. He's so physical. He's such a great defender along with a force on the boards and also a great scorer as well. Ayo Desunu is now gone. Coburn could potentially benefit from that even. We'll see what happens. I think Coburn is going to go off and just absolutely dominate. I think he's the best player in all of college basketball. Imani Bates is up there. Timmy is up there as well. I would have to say I think Marcus Carr could have a really big season. I mean, any other player? I mean, EJ Liddell, we mentioned him. I think could definitely be up there as well. Colin mm-hmm. Gillespie. For sure. Johnny Juzang. Johnny Juzang, for sure, is probably... I feel like he's the favorite to win Player of the Year this year. I would say him or Coburn. Oh, or Coburn, Oh, and yeah. then Dick Dickinson, too. Dick Dickinson is up there as well. I don't think Dick Dickinson 
is that good to be player of the year, but yeah, he was he, up there. He, he last could surprise year. me. He could surprise me. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see, Charlie. But this is a, this, we're going to end with an interesting question here for our college basketball segment. All right. Which team that is in the top 10 currently do you think will drop out of the top 25 altogether? Top 25? Not necessarily saying you have to set oh, it in stone. But which right. team has the best, you think, out of the top 10 is most likely to drop out of the top 25? Are you saying, like, all time? Or are you saying, like, this week or, like, this, just, just like, the season? Just the season. Season? Yes. I mean, one team, I think this team would come back. This is one team I think that would be in and out. I think Purdue. Mm, I yeah. Purdue is really good. But with the Big Ten, I could see them going on a three, four game losing streak, bouncing out for a bit, and then coming back with some big wins and going back in. That's for sure. Like, you know, an in and out team, because it's going to be hard to stay up there in the Big Ten. But then the team I see could definitely draw, uh, drop is Kentucky. I mean, the last few years, Kentucky has just not been super good. I think it's it, they've just had a problem with bringing in freshmen and them starting off high, and I think Kentucky could potentially drop out of the um, top 25 altogether. I agree. Now, mine is a little bit more of a hotter take. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the number three Kansas Jayhawks. Listen, Ooh. we know this team is going to be solid. There's a lot of questions surrounding this team right now. They lost their best player, Marcus Garrett. He's gone. Mm-hmm. They did get big-time transfer Remy Martin from Arizona State. The question is, can he adjust to this Kansas team where there's obviously more good players? He's not gonna be, he might be the superstar, but he's going to have to share the rock a little bit more because it's a very talented team. Can he adjust? And, you know, I was reading up on this. Some news writers that follow Kansas are maybe a little bit concerned about leaders. Bill Self came out and said, you know, it's going to be leader by committee for this team. Will that work, though? I, I think it's better for a team to have, you know, one or two set leaders on this team. Perfect example is Michigan State when they were good two years ago. Cassius Winston was the clear leader for this team. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like the idea of leader by committee i don't know if that's going to work for kansas yeah not not even not even mentioning they play in the big 12 yeah that's another stacked conference i mean you have baylor defending national champions they lost davion mitchell but they're still gonna be really really good oklahoma state's a sleeper team oklahoma state they lost kate cunningham but they still have so many solid pieces Mm -hmm. i already talked about texas and how good i think they're gonna be it's a very, very good conference. It's going to be difficult for Kansas. I don't know. I, I really like every other top 10 team, and it, it was really close. I mean, I was thinking Purdue maybe, maybe even Michigan playing in the Big Ten. But I'm going to go Kansas. I know. Yeah. Number three team dropping out of the top 25. I really don't think it'll happen, but I think they have the best chance out of any top 10 team to drop yeah, out. Yeah, I could see that for sure. For sure, Charlie. We're going to move on. This is Just Sports Podcast, College Game Day with Wilbur and Big Country Week 2, second edition. Let the dogs out, Big Country. Charlie, 
Let's go straight into let's go straight into big countries. My super dog, super dog of the week. Let's go, Charlie. I mean, big countries, super dog of the week. Let's go. And leading into that, I will be taking an actual. It's actually not a Wednesday night game. It's not a Thursday Whoa. night game. But it's not a Saturday game either. It's a Friday night game. I will be taking USF with the 23 okay. and a half point underdogs to Cincinnati. I mean, this is this is one of the rival biggest ri- uh not biggest rivalries, but this is a huge game for UCF if they want to prove that, you know, a few years wait, ago wait, wait. UCF, UCF or Oh, no, what am I saying? UCF. USF. South Florida, yes. University. The Bulls. The Bulls, I mean, this team, it's been a rough year for them. They're 2-7, and right? Not that good. I can see why this spread is so major, 100%, because Cincinnati has blown out some bad teams. But just a few years ago, USF was in Cincinnati's position. They were undefeated. They had to go and play some rivalries like UCF. Or it was more like UCF, and USF was one of those top teams that UCF had to get through. So I think this is this is huge for USCF, and I think they play them really tight. So I think they could even potentially beat them. Cincinnati set some rough games, barely beating Tulsa, barely beating Navy. I think taking a rivalry at home Friday night, something to prove. I got, I got US, USF beating the spread for sure. Sure, potentially win. I like that. Cincinnati's been struggling. I don't think Cincinnati's that good. I'm going to be honest with you. Now, I'm a little outraged by mine because when I was looking at the spreads, I was absolutely appalled to see the spread was this mm-hmm. much for this game. It's an absolute joke. Purdue plus 20 at Ohio State. I get it. You're going into the horseshoe. It's a really tough place to play, and I get it. This Ohio State team is really, really good. C.J. Stroud, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. This is a, an, an amazing Ohio State team. I cannot rave much enough about how good this Ohio State team is. I love this team. However, Purdue is that guy. They are the team to upset anybody. They went to Kinnick Stadium, which Kinnick Stadium is one of the most difficult places to play in the entire country. Kinnick Stadium is where teams go to die. We saw Ohio State lose to Iowa there. Michigan State has lost there multiple times. Michigan has lost there too. Kinnick Stadium in Iowa is an incredibly difficult place to play. And Purdue went there and blew out the second-ranked team, Iowa, at the time a couple weeks ago. Last week at home, they beat third-ranked Michigan State. And, you know, they, they played really, really well. Purdue. This is an interesting one. Purdue, when they're ranked, is not a good team. I'm going to be honest. When they're yeah. in the top 25, they're not good, which is the, it's the strangest thing. When they're unranked and they're playing a good team, they play like, they, they play like the Cardinals. They play like the Buccaneers. They just play absolutely incredible. I can't explain it. I just have a feeling. I do not think Purdue wins this game. I don't think they win this game. I think Ohio State is too good. But I definitely think they give Ohio State a massive scare in the horseshoe, Charlie. I think this game could be 
very, very close coming down to the wire, or I see this game, you know, kind of being close in the first half and then being just a blowout in the second half. Because Ohio State, you know, teams that seem to be decent or good, you know, they'll they'll play them close in the first half sometimes, and second half they're like, we're done playing, just kill them out of the water. But but yeah, this this is potentially could be a really tough matchup for Ohio State for sure. Absolutely. Let's get to our picks, Charlie. Like we're Desmond, we're Lee Corso. Charlie, do you have the mascot heads here? I got the country hat. Where, okay, where would we be if this was just first podcast college game day? What site would we be at? Because real college I mean, game day is going to Cincinnati, and that's kind of ridiculous. No, no, that was this week. That was this week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Where are they going this week? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm totally messed up there. Where are they going if this I, week? If I had to guess, I, I don't know, but here, I'll, I'll look it up right now. If I had to guess, I think, I think they're going to Ole Miss in Texas A&M, I, I feel like. Ole Miss? Really? I think that's where they're going. If I'm I was, if this was the Just Sports Podcast College Game Day, I mean, there's some great games. You go to Horseshoe, you go to Ole Miss. I mean, you could go to Pittsburgh, yeah, North they're, Carolina. Yeah, going to Ole Miss. Yeah, so I thought. I I know they already went here. I would be in Happy Valley. I would be at Penn State's Beaver Stadium. Is going to be absolutely rocking. That, I don't know. Well, this is a noon game. Michigan at Penn State is a noon game. Yeah, I don't care. They do noon games. I don't care. They did Michigan, Michigan State. I don't care. It's a big. No, time I know, game. but I'm saying the place is not going to be rowdy. Oh, it's going to be rocking, Charlie. You already know it's going to be rocking. It doesn't have to be a night game for the stadium to be rocking, Charlie. For Penn State, white out at night. That's the most intimidating thing you'll ever see. It is, but this Mich- is Penn State is not good enough to get it this year. So I don't this, know. This this is still such a good game though. Penn State. Not playing so well yeah. recently. They want something to prove. This is a big statement win. Michigan still hurting off after that loss to Michigan State. Trying to keep their college football playoff hopes alive. It's a massive game for both teams. Blake Corum. I was actually at the Michigan game this weekend. Blake Corum suffered an injury. Mm-hmm. I don't know his status for this game. So this could yeah, be that's, that's that's huge for this game. Absolutely. absolutely this could be a massive game for the Big Ten in particular. So that's where I would be. But we're going to start North Carolina at Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett versus Sam Howell, arguably the two best quarterback prospects for the draft. This is going to be a crazy game. I can feel it. Very close, I have a feeling. We're both taking Pittsburgh on this, Charlie. Why? Why, Charlie? Because, as you saw, North Carolina, you know, took Wake Forest at home. They brought, I mean, that that was a plus 100 points, you know. Yeah. As Will said, that game was going to be high scoring, you know, kind of like a Big Twelve action. I mean, most of North Carolina games have been uh, very high scoring because such a good offense, such a bad defense. So I think this game is going to be a little high scoring, but also Pittsburgh's defense is a lot better than Wake Forest. They have you no know, top thirty defense, or Wake Forest has just a very bad defense, very horrendous defense. No, 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 no. What am I saying? Not Wake Forest. Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina's defense is well. Wake Forest defense is really bad. Wake, Wake Forest defense isn't that great either. Obviously, is they let North Carolina put like sixty on them, but I, I don't think North Carolina's defense is good. Like I think North Carolina's offense has been very good in this past few games, especially against Notre Dame and then obviously against Wake Forest. But their defense just cannot keep up. I mean, their secondary has been horrible. 
So that's why I have Pittsburgh taking this game. I think Pittsburgh is going to be able to expose them, especially with Kenny Pickett and their receiving core. I 100% agree. I think Kenny Pickett is a Heisman candidate. I think he'd be a top 10 pick in the draft. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think he's the, I think he's the most complete quarterback prospect in the class. Michigan at Penn State, Charlie. We disagree. I'm taking the Nittany Lions. Blake Corum, we don't know if he's going to be playing, or if he does, will he be 100%? We don't know. And Cade McNamara, he played good against Michigan State, but this is a better Penn State defense. Sean Clifford, this is the game for him. Give me Penn State at home. Charlie, what do we got? For me, I'm actually going in a different direction. I'm taking, I'm taking Michigan. Yes, their defense, they, their defense actually held up very well at the beginning of the game against, um, against Michigan State. But in the second half, obviously Kenneth Walker just broke through and went crazy. However, Penn State's running game is very bad. They only, they have two rushers that are around 300 yards, but they don't really have that Kenneth Walker, or Blake Horm, or Hassan Haskins that Michigan and Michigan State has. So I don't see Michigan really struggling on defense. I think with their pass rushing with Hutchinson and Ojabo, I think they are able to constantly attack Penn State and kind of force them to run the ball, even though they don't really have a running back. And so I think Michigan's able to win this game on defense. And then K McNamara and their pieces around them are able to just work through and get them enough points to win. Okay. Oklahoma at Baylor. This isn't quite as big of a game, but potential upset alert for the Sooners on the road at Baylor. Tough environment. This is a good Baylor team, by the way. Mm-hmm. But we are both taking Oklahoma. I think Caleb Williams has that ability to win close games. Something Spencer Rattler didn't really showcase too much. I mean, he had a nice win against Texas, I must say. But I have more faith in Caleb Williams than I would in Spencer Rattler. I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game, similar to Wake Forest in North Carolina, but not to that extent. So I'm going to take Oklahoma. Charlie, give us a brief little agreement here. Yeah, I totally agree. Oklahoma, just like you were saying, Caleb Williams brings a totally different offense. This is a top 10 offense in Oklahoma in the country. So I think this team, I think it's going to be a shootout, and I'm taking Oklahoma winning winning those tight games at the end. All right, interesting matchup here. Mississippi State was not ranked in the AP or in the coaches, but they were ranked in the college football playoff ranking, which at the moment is the only one that matters. They're coming at 18, I believe, which is kind of shocking, I'm going to be honest. They're at Auburn. I think this one is a pretty easy pick. I think Auburn picks up a big win in this one. I think Bo Nix has taken such a great step forward. I think Bo Nix is a great quarterback. I'm taking Auburn. Charlie, we are in agreement on this one. What are we thinking? Yeah, I'm gonna take all I'm gonna take Auburn as well. I think Mississippi State of five and four has been very inconsistent. They have some signature wins. Against, you know, obviously Texas A&M, beat Kentucky. But then they get just absolutely murdered by Alabama, lost to LSU. So, I mean, it's back and forth for this team, and I think you can't win all of them. I think it's actually going to be a pretty close game. But uh, I'm going to take Auburn in this as well. All right. Texas A&M at Ole Miss. College, the real college game day will be at this mm-hmm. one. 
This is a big time, big time matchup. In these big matchups, I like to put my faith in the quarterback, the gunslinger. So I'm putting my faith in Matt Corral and Ole Miss. Matt Corral is an absolute gunslinger if there ever was one. He is fantastic. He might be my favorite. Oh, no, I'll say this. He's my second favorite quarterback in this draft class behind Kenny Pickett. But I really like Matt Corral. Give me Ole Miss. Texas A&M coming off their big win. I think it's going to be a little bit of a letdown game for Texas A&M. I, I'm going to be completely honest. Give me Ole Miss. Go Rebels. Oh, I, I don't know how I feel about that because last week, Will, Texas A&M versus Auburn, we both put our faith in the quarterback, took Auburn, and look what happened. True. What happened. True. True. Auburn had three points. Three points are crying aloud. And you know who was the horse, horse, whatever, workhorse? Sorry, mm-hmm. I can't say anything. Workhorse. It was the running back, Isaiah Spiller. Yeah, he's very good. Top five running back. I mean, I think he could be argued number one, but I think he's number two behind Kenneth Walker. Absolutely. I think that offense is pretty good, and especially that run game. And then that defense was very big for them, forcing turnovers and, you know, keeping Auburn to only three points. So I'm going to take Texas A&M in this. I think they ride. I think the Texas A&M team was top five in the beginning of the season, got upset a couple times. Followed the rankings, but I see this team as very good, and I think they could even give Alabama a run for their money. Hmm, interesting. Last game here, we already talked about it, Purdue at Ohio State. We're both taking Ohio State, but it's going to be an interesting one. I really love C.J. Stroud. He reminds me so much of Justin Fields. And if you listen to the podcast before, you know how much I love Justin Fields, who mm-hmm. played an excellent game last night in Pittsburgh, I must say. He was the highest-rated quarterback in Week Nine, I want to say it was week nine, right? Week nine. Who just wait? Justin Fields was the highest ranked per PFF, which yeah. I don't really, I don't really like PFF. I think they're kind of the ranking. I, I don't really like how they, you know, grade players. But I do agree. Justin Fields played a fantastic game, and he showcased how much more he's matured from his first couple starts where he really struggled. And now, against a very good Pittsburgh defense, settled into a groove. Made, I mean, one of the throws he made was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it was the their last to touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Running to his left side across his body. That's such a difficult throw, which I must say reminded me a lot of a throw that the great C.J. Jackson from Bloomfield made this year. He made that throw multiple times, and I was just incredibly <laughs> impressed because that's such a difficult throw, Charlie. But it, right. on, on the money to Darnell Mooney, it was just fantastic to see. I love C.J. Stroud. He reminds me a lot of Justin Fields. Charlie, any closing thoughts? Any closing hot takes, I should say? Hot takes? Well, I, I just saw the news alert. Well, this is breaking news, actually, live on the podcast. Whoa. Sam Darnold's out for the next few Whoa. weeks. So, I mean, the Panthers already... P.J. Walker? great. Yeah. Is that, is that where the back of this? I think it is P.J. Walker, who who played really well last year when he had to step yeah. in. Yeah. Let me check that. Oh. Charlie, keep talking. Let me check that real quick. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I'm feeling about the Panthers team. Obviously, you get CMC, that really helps you to get him back. But I don't know. I mean, that loss to the Patriots is kind of embarrassing. Have zero offense. You got a ton of potential. You have so much potential on that offense. You really don't want to see it go to waste. So, 
that's why it's just, you know, Sam Darnold was looking like he was going to, you know, wasn't the problem at the beginning. Play some tougher teams, and maybe it is looking like he's the problem. He is so, the problem. He is the problem. PJ Walker will start. I, w- I will say this. He is the problem. He has played so horrifically bad. Yeah, he's played bad. It's astonishing how bad he's played. And it, I, it's kind of bad because I did put a lot of faith in him. I thought he was going to play good the entire season. Mm-hmm. And he played good for about three or four games. Okay, Sam? I think Carolina moves on from him after this season. I'm going to be completely honest. But, yeah, that's all we have for you guys today. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you go follow us on the Instagram at Just Sports Pod. We, we post some insane edits on there, courtesy of Jack Bardis. These edits are top of the line, guys, top of the line. So make sure you go check those out. Make sure you check and, us out uh, on TikTok, Charlie. Yes. Yeah, Just Sports Pod. And, Charlie, what are we going to add? I was just going to add my hot take. You can finish, though. Ooh, go ahead. Go ahead. Throw that in there. My hot take is in the NBA. Oh. In the NBA, I think the New York Knicks will Ooh. be a two seed at the end of the season. Oh, wowzers! It's gonna be the one seed. I got the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. So you have the Knicks over the Nets, Charlie. You have the uh, yeah, Knicks over the Hawks. Yeah. You have the Knicks. That is over the Heat. Over the Miami yeah. Heat, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Steven, that is atrocious. Bing. That is Bing bong, baby. Let's go. No, no freaking way, Charlie. No freaking way, dude. I, I like this Knicks, I, but they're not a two seed. Come on, they are not a two seed. I love the Knicks. They're they, they're the East four is seed, wide four open. Seed, four seed max. I'm gonna be completely honest. Four seed max. I think four six is their like what they're expected to do. Their floor. You think that's their floor? Yeah, I think that's their floor. I think they. I love this Knicks team. I love this culture. They're building back. I love the environment. I think the Knicks have the best fan base in the NBA. So, I love it. I think think this is going to be great. They get fans back. I got them as the two seed. I love this team. I agree with everything you said, except the fact that they're a two seed. Because the Milwaukee Bucks are better. The Miami Heat are better. I'm looking at at the standings right now, all right? One, Philadelphia has yet surprised everyone again. People thought they were going to be disaster they do that every all you know every year they, they've done that for yeah. so long they're gonna choke yeah. in the playoffs doesn't matter either way however my okay okay fine maybe they won't be the two seed but no it's a hot take stick with it it's hot no take. no just just because you have the start i totally forgot the 76ers always finish high but i'm saying i think they'll go to the conference finals okay i think they'll go to the conference finals. So, so you're saying you think they're the three seed charlie basically yeah sure i'll give them a three seed because just because record wise i think Sixers will have a really good record. I don't. I I think the Heat are better. I think the Bucks are better. I think the Nets are better, even with Harden not playing well. I think the Hawks are better. I I, I do think the Nets are better, but Harden isn't playing well. They. I don't know how long they're not going to have Kyrie for. And the teams ahead of them are the Cavs. Cavs are going to drop soon. Washington. We don't know how much longer Washington can stay up there. The Bulls. The Bulls are good, but they're not that good to be a three. Bulls are pretty good. So, I like the Knicks, man. All right. I respect it, and I like that hot take. This has been episode 45 of the Just Sports Podcast. Charlie, it was a pleasure as always. Thank you for being on the show with me today. Thank you for having me. Of course. It's, it's always fun with you, big country. Ooh, 
Is this Akron game? I know. Ohio State Wait. might lose to Akron. Is the game over? Is it still going on? Anyways, this has been the Just Sports Podcast. Thank you all for listening. I'm your host, Will Gardner, signing off.